Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It's Thursday, March 21. Welcome to Daily Walk. I am Becky de Oliveira. And I am Japheth de Oliveira. And uh, let me pray for today. Heavenly Father, brand new day, uh, brand new moment, uh, brand new start. And uh, Lord, uh, we ask you just to restart everything with us uh, in your word as we read it now. Uh, give us your, uh, your understanding. May your spirit anoint us and bless us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This is the first day of spring, isn't it? Is it? I think so. Generally speaking, that would be it. Oh, that's great. Okay, and I'm reading from the New International Version, the NIV, Isaiah 53. Who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot, like a root out of dry a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised, and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray, each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. Yet who of his generation protested? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people he was punished. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth." Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days. And the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. After he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many, and he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. So I, I like reading this passage um, and uh, I actually like listening to it as well and, and hearing you read it each day. It's just, it's, it's good for me just to be able to hear it and to hear it in these different translations as well. And I'm, I'm jealous that uh, Pastor Tony gets to preach on it this Sabbath. I, I'm going to be in England and uh, preaching at London Live in, in, in London on a different oh, passage. I'm so jealous. Uh, but I, oh man. But I'm, I get to be here to hear you Pastor get to hear, Tony, so that I know, and I, that will make up man, for I, it. I wish I could preach on this passage. I just um, I have a different passage, but uh, but this passage uh, it speaks volumes to me. And um, listening to it again today, I'm just ah. It's good. So here it is. Um, the question for today. How do you feel about productive discomfort 
and articulate hesitation. What is the role of questioning in your faith journey? Okay, I need to give some context for this question because yes. it will seem random. Um, I got an email from someone last week who questioned why I was asking questions that were not faith-building or faith-affirming. They wanted yeah. me to ask questions. <laughs> and, and I'm kind of like, how do you... I mean, I to me... Having the idea that you, I mean, I've heard people say before that you should only ask questions that you know the answer to, that the mm. point is always to lead somebody somewhere. Mm. And I just so totally take the opposite mm. um, kind of perspective about that. That's not what I do. I've been told that as well. Not yeah. what I do. Yeah. Um, but I felt like I need to explain that a little bit and, and hope that people understand, because I do understand people who don't like to ask questions. I've mm-hmm. spent a lot of my life around them. Um my grandmother was the kind of person who was very non-reflective in that, you know, if you wanted to kind of talk about anything meaningful, her attitude would be, and she would use this exact phrase, it's too nice a day to talk about that. Mm-hmm. So this kind of, I think a lot of people, and, and I mean, this makes sense to me in many ways, have a way of life that makes sense to them. They have answers to things. They, it's a foundation that they've built, that they live day to day. On and they do not want anything to shake that. So I understand that, but I am the opposite kind of person for whatever reason. And it could just be um, the kind of life that I've had, the kind of training that I've had is mm-hmm. always to complicate things, not to try to simplify them. So what I was trying to talk about with this is that when I'm asking questions, I'm not trying to lead you to the belief that God is evil. I'm not going there, but sometimes I might ask questions that seem that way because the response mm-hmm. is supposed to get you to think about, well, what do you believe Mm. about God? It's supposed to cause you to uncover assumptions that you have and to question things in a way that ultimately, I think, makes faith stronger, at least it does for me. So, you know, this I I felt like it was worth having a little aside just to think about what the point of asking questions is. I'm not the kind of person that's like, God said it, Mm. I believe it, you Mm. know? I'm like, I want to think about this and talk about it and try to understand it in a different way and because also, what does it even mean to accept something? Like, mm. how do you operationalize that? Because um, people argue about this all the time. The Bible says this. And it's like, okay, the Bible says lots mm-hmm. of things, and you don't take them literally and do them this way. In all cases, you pick. Mm. You pick things usually for some reason of your own. So I think I think the difficulty is that, um, uh, that when you read in the Gospel of John, it says that uh, in chapter 2 that uh, Jesus understood what was in human beings. And so when Jesus asks a question, uh, it is not for the sake of simply asking a question to just have a discussion to, that's a really interesting idea, let me throw another idea in there and let's just see where this goes. There's always an intentionality of of where Jesus has taken the individual on this journey. And he's asking a question so that it will draw the person to a place where they will actually understand what they're really saying and uh, bring them to a closer relationship with with the Father, with himself, with the Spirit, right? So the pressure point that some people have is that they, they sense that God has called them to be disciples and they feel like we should be doing the same. They don't understand what is inside humans in the same way that Jesus did. Mm. And so what we as human beings need to do uh, is, uh, is listen more. And we actually do need to allow and encourage uh, people to question and to let questions linger. And we don't know how to let questions linger. So I was just talking to somebody about this uh, 
recently, I said to them, I gave them a journal and I said, look, what I need you to do, because they are really struggling with whether when God's real. When you say real. you gave them the journal. I what? gave them a journal. Oh, a journal. Okay. And, uh, Got it. and I said, I need you to, you're struggling with who God is. So I need you to try this exercise just uh, with the daily walk, read the passage of scripture, uh, write your questions down about the passage. Now, you may not have the answer, then write it down. Uh, you may have something that speaks to you, then write it down. Um, but leave it, let it linger inside that space inside there. As time goes on in the next few weeks, as we start to meet, we will talk about those things that you don't know, those things, and we may not have an answer to it, and that's okay. And you can let it linger for a while. I mean, God asks questions in the Bible to people and, so, and and they do not have the answer to it intentionally so to to bring them to a space of like you need god right and i think that this is a a, a good a good process inside there um i am not a fan of asking questions that just require pat answers um because i think that it's uh it doesn't it doesn't uh generate healthy conversations yeah and for me i think because of my discipline the the ending part of any research i do research methodology mm. the ending part of any research article is always a section that will be areas for further research it's always more questions that's yeah. how anything ends you don't have some conclusive answer you have something that you can add to the body of what's known something but what you really have is a heap of extra questions that you've opened up that's what you always have and, you know, so I don't feel uncomfortable with that. It feels kind of natural that whatever wisdom you've developed behind that are more questions that you can spend your life trying to, to figure you, out and trying to improve things and trying to have greater understanding. But you understand why some people would feel that that would actually create more anxiety in their life. I do. For people who don't find that exhilarating, I totally understand yeah. that. And so then, I'm only and asking so, for the yeah. understanding to go both ways, I yeah. suppose. And I think that people, talk. we can understand one another if yeah. you understand that people yeah. um, process and think differently yeah. and have different experiences that inform the way that they think. So I think that the role of questioning in, in your faith journey really varies for people. So let me repeat the question and, uh, and have people process it. How do you feel about productive discomfort and articulate hesitation? What is the role of questioning your faith journey? Talk about that with your friends uh, and your loved ones. Look after each other, live love, and we will connect tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.